0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League. A look inside the ancient eight teams in the Ivy League in their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys. I am Tom Barton. This is Believe in the Ivy Leagues. A look inside every single week in the Ivy League. We're going to be taking a peek. College basketball, college football, anything else news and notes wise in the Ivy Leagues that we can Touch on and go through look, Will, we, we we have the Ivy Leagues We have people have eyes on them now, right? People are starting to pay attention to the Ivy Leagues. People are looking at the Ivy Leagues and going, oh, yeah, wait a minute. They're in the tournament. Oh, they're making some noise in the tournament, especially in basketball, in football. Look, guys are getting drafted. It's no longer a place where, you know, oh, yeah, it's it's just some fun games. And we don't know about that league. Sports bettors know it, right? So it's getting some recognition. Uh, They're getting some big time coaches in college basketball. They're getting some recognition. So it's something that is real fun. I wanted to get into A little bit about me. Look, my name is Tom Barton. I've been in the sports media business for about 25 years now. Um, I had started out at uh, small radio stations for a little while, got my Gig at ESPN in New York. I started to work over there. Um, I was a producer. I was a show host. I was uh, an editor. Then I went into writing and I went into television. Eventually, now for the last 12 years, I've now had a radio show in Las Vegas. It's the longest running radio show uh, sports in Las Vegas consecutively for the last 12 years. And I have a nationally syndicated radio show. Because I did so much work in Vegas for so long, I actually had Jake Carnegie head of the Westgate Casino there, Westgate Superbook and Casino. You know, he, he said, I have the best Ivy League mind out there. I am the best Ivy League handicapper. I've always kind of dedicated a little bit to the Ivy Leagues and all of my national shows and all of my shows because it's such a fascination with me. Look, I went to the Harvard Extension School, so I have a little bit of a connection there as well. And we're going to get into it. We're going to go into everything uh, every single week, bring on some good guests. We'll have a good time. This is episode one, so a lot more on the horizon. But I wanted to kind of just touch on a little bit of college basketball here, and we're going to start with that. Let's conversate uh, here a little bit about uh, Cornell. Yeah, look, I know. It's funny when we start talking about Ivy League basketball, and the first thing we're talking about, is Cornell, but they have jumped out to a huge start. They are 6-1, and 3-0 at home. They are really turning heads here because even in their loss, by the way, if you are a sports betting person, they covered the spread. And it is an offense that is just dominating people right now. You look at this Cornell team and you look at this Cornell offense and what you're seeing is 89, 93, 74 in their loss, 107 before that. They have a 90 against Lafayette earlier in the season as well. And it's scoring from all over. Jordan Jones is leading with 13.6 points per game. But Kobe Dickerson led one of the games, uh, just last game. And he's got 6.4 rebounds per game as well for Dickerson. You go down and or Williams led them to a win with a big scoring number. And all of a sudden, you look at Cornell and you go, yeah, I think they're for real. If you can score at this pace, at this level you know, you can be for real. And that's what I think you're looking at here. I think you're looking at a Cornell team that we have to keep our eye on. I don't think we would have said that long ago to start the college basketball season. You knew they were dangerous and you knew, you know, there was going to be a lot of turnover in the Ivy leagues this year. You weren't really sure. Look, a lot of these guys didn't play. And then you have the transfer portal and a lot of guys left. And, you know, the one thing you could count on is kind of the coaching. And we thought that, okay, the coaching was going to rise to the top of Tommy Amikers of the world. They were going to be okay. I didn't see Cornell coming. I don't know if anybody really saw Cornell coming. And the way that they're they're doing this, it's not only that they're six and one, it's that even in their loss against Penn State, they were going toe-to-toe for most of that game. And they're getting it done offensively and they're getting it done by distributing it offensively. You know, you got two, three guys that you can count on now. All of a sudden, Cornell is a big player here. Dartmouth is another team that you're starting to look at, and you go, "I'm not sure if I'm believing quite in this three and one." I don't want to rail on them, okay? But you beat Georgetown by nine on the road. That's a nice win. And you came back. You beat a D2 team. You, you struggled with Bryant on the road, but again, it was on the road. I get it. Now you got BC, uh, who you know beat you on opening night by 16. 16- new new coach there, BC. I don't know what to make of this team. I like the Georgetown win, but I thought they were better than Bryant and they struggled there. And then they go up against a D2 team. I look at this Dartmouth team, and for me, they're a little bit fraudulent at, at you know their record that they're sitting at. They're a little bit fraudulent. Now, they can continue to kind of swap back and forth, but they do hit a real tough part of their schedule. In early December, in about uh, two weeks or so, they're going to have to go and take on Stanford and Stanford, Cal at Cal, CSUB at CSUB, and they get a little reprieve with New Hampshire at home. And then you get Cornell, who I just talked about, at Cornell, Yale following that. So enjoy it while it lasts, is kind of my theory here on Dartmouth. I think it's a nice little start that they've gotten off to. I'm not believing in them, though. Let's go to Harvard, who is five and 5-2 overall. Harvard has had a little bit of a tough schedule here. I'm not making excuses for them strictly because I'm a Harvard guy, right? I'm, I'm not that guy, but Harvard has come out. And I, I think what we knew about Harvard. And if you listen to my preview, I said this about Harvard, they are going to be a team and they were going to be a team this year. That's going to have a lot of ups and a lot of downs before they hit conference play. They're very young. They're very athletic. They're very talented, but they're very raw. And that's what we watched losing to Iona by three. It, in Iona, look, nothing you could do about that. That's that's not a good win. It's not a good loss. It's just in the middle, right? It's a three-point game. Three points on the road against Sienna. I know it's a road game, but you almost kind of got to win that, right? They beat Colgate, who has been scoring like crazy. They beat Northeastern, but there's not that signature win. And where are they going to get it? Rhode Island, UMass, Holy Cross. Howard? No. I mean, their first real test is going to be a couple of days before New Year's where they take on Kansas and Kansas. And I don't know if that's really a test. I mean, look, Harvard's not going to win that game. If they win that game, well, great. But Harvard's probably not going to win that game. But can I make a lot about that? No. So Harvard has a schedule they should be able to easily navigate. But as I said before preseason, I don't know what we're going to know about this team until January 2nd when they take on Princeton. That's when we're going to start to know about this team. We're going to start to see what team you have when you finally go and take on Princeton in conference play, because up until then, it's kind of a lackadaisical schedule. You know, I don't love what they did. It's either you don't really have a chance going, uh, you know, to Kansas and beating Kansas, or you have the teams in front of you like this. Although I do think Siena should have been a win. So watch those road wars, woes for Harvard. All right, let's get into Princeton, the team I just mentioned. Now they did schedule a South Carolina, and they got a win there. At a conference, Minnesota, they took a loss. I'm not looking at either one of those. Our Oregon State on the road, that was a nice win. But Monmouth on the road, well, that was a rough loss. They got Hofstra, who's a tough game. Bucknell, Lafayette, this is UMBC. They have a tough road leading in. So I think going into that first game, that Harvard Princeton first matchup in Ivy League play on January second. It's going to be interesting because I think Harvard's going to come in with a much better record, but Princeton's going to be battle-tested. So talking to the athletic directors and you got to go, you know what, look, this is your philosophy. Do you love the idea that your team is uh, you know, just going to come in and be battle-tested, but maybe their spirit is a little broke? Or do you want a team like Harvard that, well, you know what, you're not really battle-tested, but you get, you're getting a lot of confidence. I think both of these things can work. It's going to be up to the coaches to get them there. All right, let's talk about Brown. Brown, look, started the season, played real close with UNC, and he got excited there. Now, they took on two D2 two teams there, so they're not really. And then they got crushed by Creighton at home. All right, it's still Creighton, even though they're having a down year. Then you lose to Colorado at home. Then you lose to Bryant at home. Came back with a Quinnipiac win. But this is another team where I know you got Vermont, you got to go on the road at Rhode Island, you got to go on the road at Maryland. All of a sudden, the Browns or the Brown Bears are a team that you go, you know, they're taking a beating. They're already five and four, but you can't blame them, right? I think that they're going to be a lot better than their record as well. How about Yale? Everyone wants to look at Yale, and Yale was the predominant favorite. They were set in the Vegas line at minus 125 to win this uh, this conference, and, and a lot of people were banging on that. It went all the way up. And Yale still, look, they're sitting here 4-4. Four and four. But let's look at their losses. Look, on the road to Seton Hall, yeah, that happens. I'm not worried about that at all. On the road to Vermont, yeah. Now, again, I think Vermont's a pretty good team this year, you know, they did lose to Stony Brook. Stony Brook's a pretty good team as well. Their losses are not as alarming. Their wins against Milwaukee, their win against Siena, their win against UMass, they're kind of impressive. So Yale is another team that I believe at four and four is way better than what their four and four record shows. It's just been navigating through a very rough schedule. Let's talk about Penn. Penn, not so much. Penn, I'm a little bit worried about. But again, they just they did have a devastating schedule. At Florida State, at GMU, right? I mean, that was crazy. Davidson's a good team. Utah State's a good team. Towson's a good team. Arkansas's a good team. I got an Old Dominion win in there, and a Lafayette and Bucknell. Uh, it's hard to see what, what they're going to be. Look, Villanova, you know, spanking them. All right, you know, Temple. At Temple, at St. Joe's. Penn has really gotten... To the idea of we will take an absolute beating this year. But once we get into conference play, we are absolutely going to be that team that you look at and you go, they are battle tested. Columbia, you know, Columbia's had a lot of problems scoring here early on. You know, BC and Lafayette, scored 110 between those two games. They've lost three games in a row. Their only win before that was to a D2 team and Binghamton as the two wins on the season. They haven't crossed 72 so far in a loss. And that only happened one time, if not 67 is the high watermark. I think Columbia is going to struggle all year with their offense. Columbia is a team that, look, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying that their defense was fantastic this year uh, in football. And their team was good, pretty good in football because this is uh, going to be a rough basketball season. All right, let's take a quick peek at the weekend's games. Cornell, Coppin State, look. One and nine, compensate Cornell six and one. I expect another big Cornell win. Pad those stats. Another game where they might score 90. I mean, they really might. Then you get into the weekend, and Harvard UMass will be a pretty good game. You know, in the city of Boston, that's going to be a rough game for Harvard. But you get out of that one. Finally, show you could go on the road. UMass is four and oh at home. Harvard's one and two away. That's going to be a good game. Yale takes on Auburn. Again, uh, you know, a top 25 team, Yale is just going through just a brutal schedule. If they pull away with a win, that's fantastic. If not, you look at this game and you go, all right, what do you really make of it? You know, I mean, you know, come away with some lessons, but what can you really make of it? Maine, Columbia, not really getting into that. Drexel, Princeton, Princeton, hopefully will walk away with a win there. Uh, Penn, Temple, not a big thing. And then Dartmouth, Florida, Gulf Coast is a lot, um, it's, a, it's a lot easier for Florida Gulf Coast, I think people make it out to be. They're six and one at home. Again, I don't buy into this Dartmouth early start. So that's a game that I think that they're going to have a problem with. Then Cornell takes on a D two team. Again, padding the stats of Cornell on Sunday. And Brown takes on Sacred Heart. We won't talk again probably until next Wednesday. Harvard uh, on Monday takes on a D two team. Colgate Columbia. Colgate is uh, at home. That should be a probably a win there. Yale takes on a decent Albany team. On Tuesday, Brown gets Merrimack, Princeton gets Bucknell, and then when we talk again on Wednesday, we'll go over next week's games. So, I mean, that's that's a quick little preview of what we're going to be doing here in the Ivy Leagues and on the Ivy League show. I'm going to Touch on the games of the week. Touch on what has passed. We'll go over some of my thoughts and feelings about the teams moving forward. Once we get out of December and start to get into conference play, I'll go more in-depth about head-to-head matchups in the Ivy Leagues. I'll give you stats, trends. We'll get some interviews going on. That's what you can expect here on the show. That's what you can expect moving forward. But I wanted to give you a quick little preview. The Ivy Leagues are off to a pretty good start. Harvard's off to a good start. And Cornell is the story early on. I know that they've played seven games, so they got a little bit of an advantage. But 6-1 and and that fun scoring that you just don't see. First of all, you don't see from a Cornell team, but you don't see from Ivy League teams often. That... Quick scoring, big attack, putting up 80, 90 points. That will get people intrigued, and that does have my eyes opened up. I don't know if it can last for Cornell. And, you know, you you start to look at the big picture and who you have. You know, I think that Yale will be fine. Their record might not show it. I think Princeton was going to be fine. Their record might not show it because of the gauntlet they have to go through but we're always looking for kind of that fourth team because Harvard has the talent and the athleticism to get there as well. Uh, They'll go through some growing pains, but I think they'll be there as well. Everyone expected Penn to be there. Early on, I don't love what I see in Penn. So that opens up the door for that fourth team to enter the Ivy conversation. Now, if we're saying that Yale will correct things, and I do believe that, and that Princeton is better than what their record's going to be, okay, I believe that. I think Harvard sneaks in, and then you have that four. Who is that fourth team that is going to throw their hat into the mix? Like I said, a lot of people think it's going to be Penn. Brown, not so much. Columbia, probably not. Cornell is opening up some eyes. And when you start to think about the, the big picture, Harvard is a big-time scoring team early on here. You get two big-time scoring teams in a shootout, Cornell could steal one there. You start to look at Yale. They'll be, they can be battle-tested, sure, but they also might be battle-bruised. And if they get into a spot with Cornell, maybe Cornell is that sleeper team this year. Early on, I'm not trying to jump to conclusions and to go out there and go crazy, okay? But early on, what I see... I believe in Cornell. They look good. They look for real. They look like a team that, you know what? At the end of the day, they could be a real threat in this Ivy League. I don't know how many of us saw that coming. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. I'm Tom Barton. This is Believe in the Ivy League. See you next week.